0: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: Hi, and welcome to the third in our series
2: on the three sayings. That's right. I'm excited for today. But for those who don't remember, the three sayings were made by you, Master Brown, and Master Sorsa for one of the early editions of Master Collegian's book, Beginning Karate. Us. But let's start this
1: at the beginning. I'm Sensei Michelle. And I'm Sensei Jackie. And today, we really left out because our guest is our friend, Sensei Robert
2: Carbone. Hi, Sensei, and welcome.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: I'm so glad you're here. Sensei, if I may interrupt, it's probably a good idea to mention that the Sensei Robert who is here today is not the Sensei Robert that created the saying. Okay, that's just (laughs) funny to say. (laughs) It was hard
1: to say, Sensei. And it's a good point. The person who made this saying is Master Robert Lasorsa, And we have a lot of details ahead, so let's get started. The first thing we should do, Sensei Robert, is if you would please read Master Lasorsa's saying as he sent it to me in his notes.
0: Of course, always obey the laws of reality in life as in death.
2: So this is a little bit interesting. When Sensei Peggy, who was, of course, Master Collegian's wife put the saying in the beginning karate book. She wrote, "We shall obey the laws of reality." She left out the part, "In life as in death." Okay, first off, that is a little weird,
1: and secondly, either way you read it, it is one jam-packed sentence. Don't you guys agree?
0: Us exactly. I think the biggest change, the addition of life and death, makes it more about life of a warrior. A person who knows that any day might be his last, where the lack of those words broaden the spectrum of how you define your own reality. I
1: totally see that, and I completely understand and agree. Also, I'd like to add that Master LaSource said, and I quote here, I did not create this virtue,
2: but I did appropriate it nicely. <laughs> and no. I, I love that about him. I love the truthfulness of it. Because it means that he remembered it from his training in the Northeastern United States. Correct. Because that virtue that he read, that isn't a virtue I've ever read in
1: a training hall with Master Collegian. Sensei Robert, do you remember reading it on a shrine wall anywhere that you trained in? I have not. It's weird, right, that we never saw it down here in the Southeast. I think we must have, like, sandals on. Hmm. (laughs) And we have a a Jimmy Buffett shrine wall.
2: There
0: you go.
1: (laughs) Now we had a traditional shrine wall with 10 virtues and we've done many episodes on them. Correct. That is true. So I was lucky enough to have master Lasorsa write me a note regarding the differences as he remembers from his experience in the virtues from dojo to dojo. This is a great place for me to remind people. We'd love learning. Yes, we do. If you have any information to share, you need to reach out to us. And it could be about Shrine Walls, or it could be about your view of reality, or it could be about the whole life and death thing, which is a pretty heavy subject. Or about any of the virtues. Or anything we've ever had a a podcast about, or to be a guest. Oh, we would love it if you could be a guest. I know. Being a guest is a riot, isn't it, Sensor Robert? It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I think it is fun. Okay, so you're going to reach us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo, all one word, dot .com, and you get our webpage where all our episodes live if you click that tab. And if you go to Wildcat Dojo Conversations, you're at Instagram. We have YouTube, all kinds of stuff. Check us out, guys. Good idea, Sensei. Okay, back to the conversation at hand. I'm going to start with a quote from Master Lasorsa himself. I'm so appreciative that he took the time to send us some thoughts about what the quote means to him. In one conversation, he cited Master Collegian's first shrine wall.
2: Sensei, excuse the interruption again, but can I just quickly tell listeners who might not know that a shrine wall is a piece of art that sits in the front of the training area and pays homage to those who came before us, as well as having excellent philosophical and practical advice. I think that's a pretty good description, don't you, Sensei Robert?
0: I do. I think it's a very good description.
1: And thank you, Sensei, for seeing that jump up. Okay, back to Master Collegian's first shrine wall. Master Lasorsa cited this quote as written by Master Collegian all those years ago. And I quote now, When inside the fighting zone, the empy is the weapon of choice.
0: Wow, good advice. I cannot imagine the karateka, that wouldn't agree with a nicely placed elbow strike in a defense movement.
1: I agree with that one. And me too, and glad you said the word elbow because I was just about to describe that an empty is an elbow. And you know, you don't have to have all this magic training to to run a good elbow strike. It's a great shot, isn't it? All you need is an elbow and a target. If you need to defend yourself, we are 100% on board with that. So we need to continue with some more of Master LaSource's thoughts. And again, thank you, Master of Will you read this quote for me, please, Sensei Robert?
0: Of course. Here's what he said. I chose this virtue as it is, in my opinion, the virtue that is the guide to enabling the other 12 virtues and their variants to function in the martial way. Every virtue must become one's reality for one to succeed and grow in the way of Goju Karate. This virtue can be applied to all the other virtues where the same cannot be said, vice versa.
1: Okay. I mentioned earlier that we've done podcasts on the virtues, but I forgot to
2: say I'll tag them. So they're tagged below. Go ahead and check them out. Us? Us. Us. I think that's a great idea for everybody to check our show notes. And I like the way that Mr. Lasorsa continues to mention growing and changing in the way of karate. We all admire that concept. And we certainly try to stay true to it.
1: I do love that part of every certificate that we give out. Don't you, Sensei? I do. And this moves over to the episodes we just ran on aging and training, because if you continue to grow and change in the way of karate, it does make aging less overwhelming. That's correct. I agree. We'll hear more from Master Lasorsa toward the end of the show. But I really want to spend a few minutes talking about what we think when we read and mull over the saying, We will obey the laws of reality. Who wants to start this
2: one for me? I'd like to, Sensei, because to me, the only thing constant is change. And that's not my saying, but I like it. And it is true to me. There isn't anything that we do that is going to stay static. It is the ultimate law of reality to me. And if I just look at myself, even from the time I started karate, how much I've changed, how much I've learned to go to my chi and rely on it. And that maybe it is the steadfast part of me.
1: Real quick, I want to say um, for those people who listen to this podcast and aren't real clear on the inside power of the person, the chi or the ki or even the prana, if that's how you say it, we did a podcast on that. (laughs) So we'll tag it below for you and you can go back and listen. I do think that tapping your chi is an excellent way to try to feel empowered in a world where
2: often it's moving so quickly, we can feel powerless. Yes. And it's also, I think, a good uh, judgment for ourselves on our changes. What is real and what What is somebody trying to make us feel more or less than ourselves?
1: Or our own
2: psyche working against us. Yes, I'm just saying. True. (laughs) We all know that middle of the night moment, three o'clock when psyche wakes up. And if I
1: remember (laughs) correctly, Cynthia Robert, before we started recording, when we were talking about this, you were saying how important attitude is when dealing with the constant change, right? Yes.
0: Attitude is everything especially when you're thinking about life in general.
1: I 100% agree. And I get to bring um, Jimmy Buffett back up. Yes. Because he does have the changes in Latitude, Changes in Attitude song. Yes, he does. And I believe the next line is, nothing remains the same. same." (laughs) (laughs) How dare he be there before us. Yes. Thank you, Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Okay. Your idea, Sensei Robert, for talking about reality in this episode is very similar and a nice segue from what you just said. Don't you think sensei Jackie? I think so sensei. Because I believe I didn't write it down, but I believe it's about when times are tough.
0: Yes. When times are tough, it's all about your perspective and attitude.
1: Yes. And that is a reality. Definitely. Every minute is not rainbows and unicorns. Far from
0: it. (laughs) Highs and lows.
1: Highs and lows. And we've had plenty of attitude discussions on this podcast, but let's name a couple of um, things that we use in adjusting our own attitudes as the days go by. So you're going through hard times. Right. Uh,
2: And first, you have to recognize that hard times are temporary.
0: Excellent. They come and go.
2: Good. And... That it's time to start that deep breathing. Ooh, good one. Like we do on every problem. If we don't breathe, we will never solve our problems. I really like that one. And you know what I'm going to add? How about this?
1: Adjust your posture, your actual physical posture, so that you're bigger and stronger and taller instead of bent over and tired.
2: That could be a help note. I definitely could. And in your field, Sensei, I'm sure that you tell people to adjust their eyes up to see uh, better things in life than looking at the pavement.
0: Very true.
1: And just a little heads up, Sensei Robert works in eyeglasses, (laughs) for those of you who don't know him personally. And I had one more. What do you think of this one for adjusting your attitude when things are just feeling really down, right? How about nature?
0: Oh, tremendous.
1: Even if it's just a small corner of nature, it doesn't have
2: to be, you don't have to leave and go to the Grand Canyon. No. And I'd like to add a caveat. Okay. Be careful with the music you take with you because music comes into your soul and it can be uplifting or it can be extremely depressing. So...
1: And we could, we could adjust that about all sounds that you let inside your head. That's in true. that moment. That's be careful. True. Make sure that that is on the road that you want to be on and not dragging you in the opposite direction. Exactly. Those are really, really good ones. All right.
2: So far, I've had a good time with this. Yes. And it's been really such a wonderful thing to think about and kind of uplifting. I agree.
0: It's always amazing to be together.
1: Oh, yes. Another way you can help your own attitude is just reach out to somebody who has a positive attitude. That's right. Well, I'm going to push us on with another quote from Master La Sorsa. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a warning because this quote is serious. And hopefully, it will keep us all thinking. Are you ready for it? I'm ready, Sensei. Okay, here it goes. Talk is cheap. The discipline required to observe the rules of the dojo, sustain the virtues, and enforce the Bushido Code creates the basis for the moral character that supports the flesh, muscle, bone, and spirit that comprises the martial artist. We can all fail to maintain something at any time, but the inability to get back on our feet and fight the good fight only happens when we do the unthinkable. Quit. These applications of the rules, virtues, and code with the physical training and under the guidance of a legitimate sensei just may help a disciple develop the strength of the heart.
2: Master Lasorsa, you have given us such food for thought. Yes, I love this.
0: I do too. So do I.
2: I just think it really compresses down into
1: just one paragraph what karate can do for a human being if they're willing to put in the work.
0: Keyword, work.
1: And I'm going to say another keyword, if. So what that does is that puts it back into our court. Yes. And before I tell my end of the show story, which is a little bit lighter, I'm going to say the work we can put in is from the tips of our fingers back. That is where we have power. From the fingertips, the reach of our fingertips forward the world around us, we can try to change it a little bit by having a good attitude, but we don't have control over all those things. So we have to really work on the part that we do have control over, which is our very tiny circle,
0: us,
2: 18 inches around ourselves. And hope that the strength of us ripples outward to positively affect others. I like that.
0: I agree with that too.
2: Okay. So are we in
1: agreement that the main key of this saying was reality? Yes. And is it too much of a stretch to say when two people come together in a place, they bring their reality with them? I would say that's
0: true. I I think that's very true.
1: Okay. So I was at a police graduation and the man told a story. And it has to be told in the first person. So I'm going to tell the story as if it is my story, but I'm telling you right now, it is not my story. Never happened to me. However, if you are the man who told the story and you would like to call me, I would love to hear from you. (laughs) If you ever hear me telling this story, because it's my second time telling it on the podcast. And here's the story. So I'm going to the airport and I'm waiting for my plane. And I decide I'd go to the vending machine and pick up a package of crackers I walk over to the standing up table and I put the crackers down and I decide to walk over and get a soda. And when I come back, there's a man opening up my crackers and eating one. So I don't say anything to him. I drag the crackers back over to myself and I take one out and I start eating it and drinking my soda. And he drags the package back and this goes back and forth until all six crackers are gone. At that moment, they called our plane and the man picked up the trash And we both walked away. We never said a word to one another. And when I got over to the ticket counter and I went to reach in my pocket to give the attendant my ticket, there were my crackers. Hmm. And how he finished the story was this. Now imagine how the other man tells the story. And I think that's a really good example of every minute of our life, there is a reality going on. Whether we're in danger of life and death, or whether we're um, hurrying to get somewhere, or what else? Whether our mood is good or bad. Whether we're working or at play. Yes, or at rest. And when we encounter another person, our reality and their reality, they are going to come together. I almost use the word clash, but I think it would behoove us if they didn't clash. If somehow we could learn to merge two realities and come together with a little bit of all the things that a person could use to make two different realities
2: coming together pleasant instead of unpleasant. If we could think of our own as having cogs and theirs and and that our wheels might spin more efficiently and work as gears and work as gears, wouldn't that be cool?
1: Mm -hmm. So you'd use a little empathy there.
0: Empathy is good.
1: Yeah. What else? Just a little quiet. Oh, that's good. And I'm going to say a little adapting. Sure. Sure. That's also good. Okay. So after the cracker story, I got nothing. How about you guys? Do you have something to share?
2: No, because that is such a a perfect example of adjusting to your own reality. (laughs) Okay. Wait. First, I want to say how much have we missed Landon
1: lately, guys? A lot. I know. You've been listening. You know he's been out the whole month of October, and now we're into November, and he's still not back yet. And he misses us. But he's doing fabulous, and he'll be back soon. So I'm going to channel my inner Landon. Are you ready? I'm ready. And I'm going to go, the reality is, Sensei,
2: that people should go to
1: Honor Athletics,
2: of Of course. course. I do? Did I do good? That sounds just like Landon. He's going to laugh when he hears it. Okay, Landon, when you
1: hear this, you tell me if I pulled it off. Mm -hmm. So our friend Cynthia has been our sponsor for over three years. Yes, she has. And we appreciate her so much. And you can reach her at honor-athletics.com or scroll down and you can click her link in our show notes.
2: Or you can call 770 945-5150. 945-5150. Five, five, five,
1: and don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount, because we appreciate that, right? We sure do. One more time, and hopefully for many times in the future, I want to thank you, Sensei Robert, for doing this. It was really
0: fun. It was amazing for me. Always epic to be around you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a big word. I don't know if I deserve that word, but thank you. All right, Sensei it's like Thor. <laughs> no, Thor was epic. Yes. Okay. Okay, Sensei Jackie, I'll start. Goodbyes. Bye, everybody. See you next time. And I'm Sensei Michelle signing us off for
2: today.
0: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat
2: Dojo Conversations.
1: Now you know what. Before we go home, let's remind them to do a few things for us. Tell people about our podcast send the link to somebody get in touch with me and have me send you a link on email or on text. I'll gladly send you a link and then you could forward it to somebody that would increase our base listeners and we would appreciate Mm. it and subscribe
2: and review. Please, please. Right. Those things would all be great.